Welcome, guys, to a special episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report on a Sunday afternoon. We're going to go over AEW Revolution and what happened last night. Did John Moxley win the AEW World title? Did the Young Bucks beat Kenny Omega and Page? Did Cody Rose beat MJF? That and much more today in the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Welcome back, guys. This is the ultimate one. We're going to go over the AEW revolution last night. Pay-per-view, it was a great pay-per-view. Pretty much, it took the sour taste out of my mouth from what happened this past Thursday with the super slowdown and the results of that, um, those matches. Um, So last night, it was a time for us to sit down and clear our heads and actually watch pro wrestling as it's supposed to be. So AEW Revolution opened up with SCU versus Dark Order and the kickoff show. This match was a back and forth situation, which I mean, we knew you know, what, what we got, um, but um, the Dark Order, I believe they won the match. I, I can't recall, I think they got jumped. They, they jumped SCU to that situation. And um, so everybody was thinking, well, is uh, Christopher Daniels or Matt Hardy was going to be involved in any of this match? Uh, apparently, uh, Matt Hardy cannot, couldn't be there last night because his contract was still up until today, which is March 1st. His contract acted with WWE, so he could have not showed up at the show. But pretty much, the SCU uh, tried to fight off the um, Dark Order. There was too many of them uh, out of nowhere. Um, a special person popped out of nowhere, and no, it wasn't Christopher Daniels. It was Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana, of course, he's from Chicago. He showed up. You heard his music uh, pop out through the loudspeaker. The place went bananas. He came in, and he um, tried to save SCU, but there was too many of them. Um, and then finally, you saw somebody come out from the back and looked at like the exalted one. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I had a feeling it had to be, Col- uh, not Coco Banner, uh, Christopher Daniels under the robe. And I'm saying, please, God, don't let the be the exalted one be Christopher Daniels because it'll be dumb. It's not, then it's definitely Matt Hardy's not coming to AEW. Well, under the hood, it was Matt, uh, it was Christopher Daniels, but he was kind of um, pretty much. Uh, making a fool out of the Dark Order, and Casper then came in for the save, and he ended up um, saving SCU and Cole Cabana last night. It was a good pop for uh, Cole Cabana, and I uh, come to find out this morning that Cole Cabana did sign with AEW. Uh, I was on Twitter earlier, and people were asking me, did and he working with NWA Power and AEW? Uh, NWA Power, they don't help their talent exclusive. I guess they, they could go anywhere they want to. So, uh, Cole Cabana is now part of AEW. I don't know if he's going to be a regular wrestler or is he going to be behind the scenes type of guy 
Um, but that's a good pickup for AEW. AEW right now is hot. It's very hot. So the first match of the night to open up the show, AEW Revolution, was Dustin Rose versus Jake Hager. This match, uh, I was really looking forward to it because I knew it was going to be a slugfest. Dustin had a shirt that said, I'm fighting Jericho's bitch. And that pretty got Hager pissed off before he even entered the ring because he was, before he entered the ring, he was with his wife. I think that's his wife. He was slobbing her down. He went into the ring. He saw what Dustin was had on as a shirt. He attacked him, tried to attack him, but he didn't. Dustin dominated the first three minutes of the match until Jake Hager backdropped him in the edge of the ring. Uh, he followed that up with a big running clothesline. And um, it's funny, when I saw that, the first thing that came into my mind was, you know, Jake Hager's into the MMA. This is AEW's version of Brock Lesnar. Now, um, I'm not going to get into arguing about it, but that's pretty much, that's the way I saw it. Um, and we'll talk about that later on uh, in any of these podcasts in the future. But that's, Jake Hager looks like the AEW version of Brock Lesnar. He, he looked pretty good last night. Um, this match was kind of slow-paced. It wasn't as, as both of us were fought outside most of the time. And Dustin, at one point, he went and kissed uh, Hager's wife in the ring. So if that was Hager's wife, uh, Hager's wife or not. Uh, Hager started to attack Dustin's knee. And then Hager hit um, Dustin with the Vader bomb for a two count, which was great seeing Hager do that because that's what he used to do when he was in WWE as Jack Swagger. He's that jumping second rope like a kind of a, a splash type, but they call it the Vader bomb. Uh, for a two count on Dustin, he did then. He got grunt wrench powerbomb on Dustin for a two count. Dustin threw Hager over the top row and got hit with the steel steps. Dustin tried to cold red on Hager for a two count, but then Dustin got caught on an ankle lock when he tried to put a cross on brick on Hager. Then Hager ended up putting a triangle choke to submit Dustin. So Dustin Rose was not the winner of this match. Hager won it. I expected Hager to win it. That was his. First match in AEW. He looked it good. Uh, the match, I mean, it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. I mean, for a guy who's 51 years old, Dustin Rose still has it. And he continues to impress me since he came back to wrestling. Because he was in WWE, he looked like a lost soul. When he went to AEW, he has done some great matches. Not no five stars, but he still has it for a 51-year-old. And his promos are still good. So, the natural did his thing. And it's going to be good. Uh, we'll be right back after this. We're back. Um, the next match was the Darby Allen versus Zami Guerrero. This match oof, just started off with a bang because Darby Allen came into the ring and Sammy Guerrero was outside. He did not see Darby throwing himself in between turnbuckle and steel post to attack Sammy. Sammy, of course, returned the favor before the bell. Uh, these guys started fighting outside. Sammy hanged, uh, um, he was hanged by the ring railing at one point. And Darby, he dove through the ring, but his foot got caught in between the ropes, and he missed Sammy. Uh, he hit his head on the railing. I don't know how he was able to do that. Sammy then hits Darby with the skateboard. He puts him on the table, and then Sammy hits out Darby Allen with a 6.30 suntan through a table. And I was like, wow, this look at the way this match started already. It was just chaotic. You know, um, AEW was not missing a beat. They started off, and they were trying to bring the crowd into it. 
Sammy then hit a knee on Allen, almost pinned him for a two count. Once they went into the ring, the, in the, in the uh, ring, the, the 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 bell rung. Agori uh, sped to the armbar. Sammy hit a diving footstep on Darby. That he was in the top rope, and when he did that, when he landed on Darby, his foot or his ankle rolled, and it looked like he hurt his ribs. Uh, it, it was just crazy. Uh, Darby gets caught on the top rope at one point, and Sammy jumps to the top. He nearly missed his footing and did a Spanish fly that it was ridiculous. And he almost pinned Darby, but Darby did his thing, and he hit uh, a cup, uh, coffin drop on um, on Sammy. Sammy, I, I don't remember what Sammy got caught with. I think it was a DDT or something. And then... Um, Darby did the coffin job with all oh, the exposed steel. That's what happened. He hit uh, early in the match. Sammy exposed the turnbuckle with a steel, and he uh, in return Darby hit him in the threw him in the corner. He hit himself with the with the steel, and he got caught with a coffin drop, and you know, um, and he um, wins the match. Darby was going to hit Sammy with the skateboard, but Hager saved him. So the first two matches. Was inner circle stuff. I mean, again, Sammy Guerrero loses, but it made Darby Allen look good. Darby's getting a push, and I don't care what anybody tells me. Darby right now, if there is a secondary title, should be the guy who should be leading that division, if all that mid-card title in the future. But now, I cannot wait what's going to happen with this because Darby wanted to hit Sammy Guerrero with the skateboard. He was not able to do it. Then we had... I believe the match of the night, which was the Young Bug versus Kenny Omega and Paige. And Omega and Nick started off in, um, I think it was Omega, was it Nick? I don't think it was Nick. I think it was Matt. It was, it was Omega and Matt. Uh, well, actually, Omega and Nick, actually, yeah, because they started off the show showing some great wrestling moves, you know, what they do. Then uh, the tags were made. Paige and Matt did the same, but Paige went... At one point, which I could not believe, he spit in Matt's face. Matt went ballistic. He started wailing, wailing at him on page that even the uh, Nick tried to take him off. Um, the young boys just got pissed after Page slapped Nick when Nick tried to wrestle, tried to shake his hand or something, and they just took control. Page just started working on Matt's back afterwards because you know that Matt Jackson has had back problems for the last two years, especially. That injury came, uh, I think it was New Japan in 2018, if I'm correct. And he has never been the same since. I think it was a Wrestle Kingdom match where he hurt his back. Uh, so, uh, Paige gave Omega a hard tag, which I, to me, when I saw that, I said, here we go. This is the turn where he's going to turn heel on Omega. He, he tagged him, he tagged him, and you could tell Omega was pissed off of why he did that. Um, so... But then once uh, Paige gave Omega the heart attack, Matt hit a double Norton Lights suplex with the bad back. Uh, so, you know, then he hot tagged um, Nick Jackson. And he, um, Nick taking control of the match like he always do. He did the Coral Crunch on, um, actually, uh, Omega hit the Coral Crunch on Nick. And then Omega caught with a super kick when he tried to hit the, uh, Rise of the Terminator. He tried to go and jump over the rope. He got super kick in the mouth. It was a good match. Um, you know, Matt hit Omega with a power driver. 
for a two count, which I thought he was going to win because he hit that power drive real good. Uh, Omega tags in Page. Page does the fadeaway slam. He dives over the top rope on Nick. Monks on the young bus from Page. A Stan Hansen power clothesline. Page pushed Nick to get to Matt. Uh, slugfest between both of them, um, Matt and, and Page, which is like they were just looking at Matt. Walks in, into a booth from Page. Uh, and, and at one point, you know how Omega and Page does where he throws the wrestler toward uh, Page and Page does that backdrop uh, suplex. Well, he caught Matt and Matt landed on his head. I don't know how this man match continued because he landed messed up. He landed on his head, on his neck. Um, but it, it was just crazy. Um, he landed on his head. Nick hit knees on Page and Omega. He started doing the same thing, go from corner to corner. Uh, and um, Nick lands on his feet on the ramp. Then hits a destroyer on Page. And it just this match was crazy. I mean, Hammond gets hit, uh, gets uh, kicked. While I was stuck in the corner, Hagman just did a, a Marty Scroll chicken wing. That's that. That was interesting that part because at one point, uh, Hagman Page was had I believe was Matt in trouble, and he did the spin, and he called out for the chicken wing. Now, he did the Marty Scroll thing, so I don't know what that means. And this is what I'm talking about. A couple of weeks ago, I did a a, a video on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report YouTube channel where I said that Marty Scroll could be the 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 insulted one, should we say, of bringing NWA, New Japan, and Ring of Honor together with AEW because he's the booker now for Ring of Honor. But now Paige doing this, I, I, I don't know. It's I, I'm smiling right now because if that was to happen, all these uh, promoters get together, WWE would be in trouble. Will be in big trouble, and I'm smiling, yes, because people are like, Oh, but you hate with WWE. Yes, I hate WWE right now. I don't want to deal with WWE, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so you know, uh, back to this, uh, Matt, uh, not Matt, I'm sorry, Hangman Page hits the faraway super from the top, and then uh, Omega hit the V trigger and the Tiger 98 on Nick Jackson. But he couldn't get the three count. Uh, a backwards hurricanrana by by Nick on Omega from the top, and then Matt hit a three northern lights on the ramp on Hangman. Uh, a Melzer drive on Hangman on the ramp by the Young Bucks. Omega got double kick. He gets up. I, I mean, this match was just like back and forth, back and forth, and you thought it was gonna never end. And people were can fight forever, fight for Hangman Page. Then a powerbomb Nick through a table. A big trigger and a buckshot, but can't get the pin. Hangman hits the, uh, the what he hit, the one-wing angel. Because Omega tried to do the one-wing angel. He couldn't because uh, Matt fought it, fought it, until finally Hangman hits the one-wing angel on Matt. And it was incredible, but, but, but Nick saved him because he was going to get pinned. Matt was going to get pinned. Um, Hangman paid in a buckshot Nick and Matt to get the win and once the match was over it looked like I don't know, there was a lot of confusion, they don't know what was going to happen blah 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 and at one point the camera had a good shot of 
Hangman Page looking like he was about to buckshot Kenny Omega's head off. Because he was standing by the ramp and near the ropes, and he was going to jump over there, and then he stopped himself. And now, it's very interesting because now I have predicted that Hangman Page was going to turn on Omega in this match. It didn't happen. They're still the AEW, AEW Tag Team Champions. And um, I don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be good Wednesday, the fallout. Um, I'm definitely really, really looking forward for this. Um, and it's going to be great to know what's going to happen. So we'll be right back after this. And the next match was the Chris Dunn versus Nyla Rose. This match... Like I said on, I think it was Thursday, or, or I think I said it in my uh, AEW preview on Friday on my Chokeslam Resident Report YouTube channel, they didn't build on this match between Chris Dunland and Nyla Rose. So you really didn't get that feeling in this match that there was something built on it. It was very short. Um, they both, Stanland and Nyla Rose, were just showing their the power, but nobody really, really got a decisive um, control. I mean, Chris went for a spear and missed and landed on the ramp. She just messed up big time. And then Nyla just uh, did a driving spear on Chris. And Chris got thrown back uh, first, uh, you know, um, actually back first into the corner. So, but this match was kept going back and forth. There was a little bodges here and there. Uh, Chris uh, did two suicides on Nyla. And then Nyla take control by stepping Chris. Uh, by, by stepping. Um, Why well, I hear Chris? Oh, she was standing on Chris, standing on the throat. But which part of the match? I mean, there's not really much I could say about this match. I mean, really, Chris was hanging from the top rope when Nyla tried to hit the knee when Chris started walking on her hands. She was kind of cool, I mean, but then Nyla, uh, uh, there was one point where Chris Stanlander had put Nyla Rose on the top rope. I don't know what she was trying to do. I had no idea what she was trying to do. I think she was trying to power, um, suplex her. And she lost her grip on Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, again, um, she's one chick that you cannot try to do power moves on her, especially when it comes high-risk moves. She's too big, too strong, and I felt that not Chris Danlander wasn't ready for that. And then Chris Danlander, they fell backwards, and it, it looked horrible. It was just like I got scared. I thought somebody got hurt. Um, same thing when uh, Chris did the, uh, the suicida on Nyla. On Nyla land, they kind of awkward, and her ankle twisted. Uh, it, it's it was it was this type of match. Two big girls. Going at it, it wasn't much of a control. I think this was the you cannot follow up. Whoever followed up that Omega page against Young Bugs, the next match was dead. There was not gonna be nothing like that match. So this match pretty much was not a, as good as I thought it was gonna be. Um, Nyla had um, Chris on a STF at one point. Then Nyla hit the Beast Bomb, but you know. But Chris got out on a two count, and then Chris attempted a hurricanrana on the top of the rope again. She went up there the second time and tried to do a hurricanrana and got caught. But she got beast powerbomb from the top rope, and Nyla Rose wins this match. Again, not knocking the women's division, uh, but whoever's in charge of the women's division, they should have built this 
match before you put it on the pay-per-view. Um, I think this is my only negative thing I could say about this um, pay-per-view. You should have done some type of storyline. Those weeks when you had um, Britt Baker flapping her gums, having interviews, whatever, you could have built something with this instead of having her there. And then if you wanted to add it, add her in there, you could have put them in the commentating book booth where she could have been just talking nonsense, whatever, and you could have still made her as like the hot heel right now. But I think this match could have been much better uh, right now. And Nyla Rose is going to lose this belt. Most likely the only point that I could see her lose is Hiroki Shida. The only one I could see her lose that belt. But it's going to be a while before that woman, you take that belt away from her. The next match was the Cody Rose versus MJF. And to be honest, guys, this MJF match with Cody Rose kind of disappointed me. I expected more. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the match was bad. It was not bad. I expected more. I mean, I had predicted that R. Anderson was going to turn on Cody Rose. MJF kept being hesitant going into the ring to mention at the beginning of the match. And then uh, Cody got just pissed off. He was just tired of uh, this guy, MJF, running. And he caught um, MJF with a, a Cody cutter. And um, Cody went at one point all the way to the entrance ramp. All the way. Ran back and clotheslined the crap out of MJF back into the ring. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, Alabama Slam was followed up after that. And they Cody to control of the match. But then Brandy, um, I guess because they, uh, uh, MJF was trying to hide behind Warlow, Brandy then baited um, Warlow by when she threw a beer at him. So when he, she baited him, she went running. Uh, Mr. Warlord went and tried to catch um, Randy, and he caught a suicide dive from Cody. But then MJ caught Cody and put his arm down, and he started working on that during the match. Warlord also attacked his arm from the outside a couple of times, and then MJ went after Cody's fractured toe. Remember, Cody fractured his toe back at the, two weeks ago when he wrestled Warlord when he did that moonsault dive from the top of the cage. And um, so he fractured his toe. Um, so, I mean, MJ went, MJF went even further. I mean, people would call him a, a, a sick person because he went in. He bit Cody's big toe, the one that was fractured. And But then, you know, Cody then did a, like a backward stunner on MJF on the top rope. And then MJF ended up being busted open. I don't know how the hell. And then MJ hits the... MJ at one point hits the heat seeker. Cody arm hit Cody hit arm by mistake. And this is why he hit him by mistake. Because Brandy then decided to go and run from the edge of the ring and uh, close body press on Warlord. So when Warlord grabbed the um Warlord grabbed the Cody told Warlord put it down. When he put it down, Cody went to give him a boot. Warlow move and he hit R. Anderson. R. Anderson was knocked out. And once that happened, I said, okay, here it is. What I predicted. R. Anderson is going to turn on him. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case. Because after that, uh, both wrestlers went, uh, suplexed themselves outside. Um, and, I mean, MJ hit Cody with a low blow at one point, too. So both wrestlers suplexed each other outside. A slugfest ensued when they went back in. MJ hit the, the, the double cross on Cody, but then it got his weight belt and whooped him with it. He hit Cody with the belt like he did a couple of weeks ago. In return, um, you know, 
Let me turn. It looked like um, the referee took the belt away from, from MJF. And I believe Cody caught MJF. And then he took the belt away from the referee and whooped uh, MJF once. And then he whooped him again a second time. And he threw the belt to the crowd. And then that's when MJF went and pretended that he was crying. But he spit it in Cody's face. Cody got pissed off. Gave him two crossroads. But MJF, somewhere when he was going to do the third one, MJF took out his AEW ring and punched um, MJ, uh, Cody in the, in the right in the square in the middle of his forehead and hit him, and he pinned Cody for the one. Now, the reason I say I was disappointed because I thought there was going to be Art Anderson was going to turn on him because that's what was going around the, the social media, and it turned out that's not what happened. I mean... Uh, so I was already, oh, you know, 0 for 2 and um, somebody turning on each other. So, um, so those are the last, those two. But I had a feeling MJF was going to win. I had predicted that part. Um, so he did beat Cody. Now what was going now what's going to happen? You're going to have MJF finally bragging. Something's going to happen. Uh, they are going to do, I think, I think a March 20-something. They're going to have blood and guts. Uh, it's called the Match Beyond. It's going to be like a War Games. You already know what it is. So I don't know if they're going to play Pete. Uh, Cody's going to be part of that with MJF in there. Who knows? But that's something to look forward to. And we're looking forward to it anyway. We'll be right back. So, so far, the, those matches that, that we were seeing last night were very, very good. Um, but... I thought I said, okay, that's it. The match uh, we got now the world title match. No, we got Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Now, for months since October second, when AEW started, people were saying that Orange Cassidy is garbage, and they don't like his gimmick, and that he's this, he's that. They put him with the best friends. People are still complaining. Well, last night, Mister Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed, showed everybody what he's made of. Uh, when he went in against Pac, uh, Orange uh, was showing up Pac in the beginning, Dropkick, and standing up, putting his hand in his pocket. Orange took control, but Pac get, got tired of the game as Pac took it outside. Orange hit the hit the square pole. I mean, it was he dropped, Pac just dropped him around to the pole. Uh, shotgun Dropkick by Pac. He was just beating up on, on uh, Orange, uh, Orange Cassidy. He, sit, he did a sit-down powerbomb orange for the two count. But, you know, it was what you did not expect. You know, it's, it's crazy because it put it this way. I'm not even going to tell you what really happened. It's match by match. I mean, it was crazy because what everybody thought about Orange Cassidy, oh, he doesn't do anything. He showed me last night. This guy got a nasty, nasty uh, uh, swinging DDT. He did a Superman punch that he did it better than Roman Reigns. Yes, he did a Superman punch. And he did a suicide dives with his hands in his pocket. You know, a spin DDT for a two-con. He had Pac rolling. That man came close to he almost pinned Pac. And this guy... He did like a like like a avalanche brain buster, you know. But 
Bam and his brain buster that he hit on Park. I was like, this match is over. I thought he was gonna beat Park, but Park, of course, you know he's this guy is off of the off the hook, you know. And then he hit the Stone Cold Millionaire a DDT, and it looked like he was about to be Park. And the Lucha Brothers came out. I don't know why the Lucha Brothers came out, but that started a brawl between them and the best friend, and they started fighting. And that left Orange Cassidy by himself. He got caught with the brutalizer, and he got submitted. But overall, this match, I mean, it's crazy because I'm watching the pay-per-view last night. And most of the matches, I was like, oh, 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 the, the Omega, Page, and Young Bucks match was ridiculous. But this match, which was second to the second to the main event, um, was good. It had me screaming off my chair because he, Orange Cassidy was doing stuff that people were saying that he doesn't have. I knew what he's made of. Because I had seen a little bit of clips. I haven't seen him watch wrestling completely, but I knew what he had. It was just a matter of time. But all the all those Orange Cassidy on Twitter haters, uh, Orange Cassidy haters on Twitter, you got what you saw last night. Even though he lost, but it's not about losing and winning. You know, it's how you the wrestler, your opponent makes you look. And Orange Cassidy, even though he lost, he looked like a winner. He did pretty good. Same thing like with the Sammy Guerrero with Darby Allen. Even though Darby Allen won, Sammy Guerrero looked good. You know what I'm saying? It looked good. So uh, I was very, very shocked of what he brought in because I didn't expect him to go like that. He had everybody in the building going crazy. So if you think Orris Cassidy's not over, you got something else coming. You know, it's, and a lot of the trolls, most of them that talk crap about Orange Cassidy, it's the same trolls that think that Barry Corbin and Roman Reigns are good. So, yeah, I said it. So, the next match was John Mosley versus Chris Jericho for the AEW World Title Match. The slugfest between both competitors started it off. Mosley, you know, takes he takes it outside. Jericho throws a barricade on Mosley. These guys started fighting all over the place. Mosley started biting on Jericho's stitches, which is, I was like, oh. Jericho throws on the, um, uh, he went, Chris Jericho went and grabbed Moxley and threw him to the post. Now, remember, the post was square, it's a round. That's the way WWE, uh, um, AEW has it. It's square. So, Moxley was cut, and he had a back cut. And uh, Jericho powerbombed him on the table, which you saw when his head hit the, the ring bell. Um, Jericho took over the whole match, and then he cut up on Moxley to the bottom rope. The chance of stupid idiots started uh, chanting all over Chicago. He gave the middle finger to everybody. Uh, Santana attacked Mosley outside. You know, Jericho came in with his um, his two guys, a PNP. Santana attacked Mosley outside. Jericho throws Mosley onto the steel steps. Mosley hits Jericho with the, uh, a lariat from the top rope. Jericho tries to catch Mosley to a line tamer into a submission move, but uh, it didn't work. Because he, you know, Moxley's been training with MMA guys, so Satana got hit or t- uh, hit Moxley with the loaded sock. Jericho hits the Lion Tamer for a two count. Moxley puts a Boston Crab on Jericho, so it was just Jake Hager comes out of nowhere and uh, he got hit for his troubles. Jericho tried to get disqualified. He was trying to push Audrey, Audrey all night, and and, and Audrey got pissed off because the kid getting in. Uh, she ends up throwing out the whole inner circle, but then Sammy Guerrero comes from the crowd. He grabs the AEW belt. He hits um, Moxley with the belt, but Jericho can't pin him. A slugfest again. 
Jericho Gush Moxley eye. And at one point, we were like, okay, he was in the Jericho was in the corner, Moxley's in the corner. He starts taking off his uh his uh eye patch. You see the cut that he had from getting hit with the pole, but his eye was fine. He hits um he hits um Jericho with the paradigm shift, not once but twice. And we have a new AEW champion of John Moxley. And Moxley afterwards had a nice little speech for the fans. He said the uh, the title was not his, but the title was the, for the fans and for all the people who supported him the last couple of years and why he threw his ups and downs. Now, a year ago today, Moxley was talking about leaving AEW for good. And I think... Um, yeah, I left in February. And everybody was like, oh, he's not going to be nothing. He go with this. So he comes, shows up at Double Nothing, and makes headlines. He's all over the place, goes to New Japan, goes to G1 Climax. He wins the United States IWGP title. He gets hurt. He comes back. He has a great match with Kenny Omega. Great match with Joey Janela. He wins the United States IWGP belt in Wrestle Kingdom. And now he's the AEW World Champion. Now, here's the crazy part. The guy has two belts right now. He's the United States IWGP Champion, and he's the AEW World Champion. If that doesn't tell you what a wrestler who used to be in WWE, who now has creative control, if that's not the gift you get for putting in the work and what he suffered, then I don't want to tell you. This guy deserves it. He won the AEW title. And... I am looking forward to see what's going to happen. I know Lance Archer is uh, already signed with, w, uh, with AEW. You got um, Brody Lee, who was known as Luke Harper in WWE. He's coming in. So it's not going to be easy. But then again, the roster, I'm telling you, AEW is hot right now. And I don't care what anybody say. After the bullcrap that happened on Thursday with WWE, uh, with the Super Slowdown show and the travesty of injustice, um, this was a this was the remedy of a bad stomach cave we had from Thursday all the way to Saturday. This was our Pepto, if you want to put it that way. Smooth everything out. And now we have a new AEW world champion. I don't know what's gonna happen with Jericho and the inner circle, but I'm sure um something's gonna be out of that. And uh, hopefully uh we get to see it also. Um MJF and Cody Rose, I'm looking forward to what the aftermath of that. And um and if this is going to continue, so this is this is it was a great pay per view, um, and I'm hoping that they continue. The next one will be double or nothing on May 23rd, on uh, 2020. Unfortunately, uh, I won't be able to see it live because I have other commitments. Um, so, but I'll be watching it. I'll be DVR it, and hopefully, I'll get to see it. I'll give you a review on it. So. Anyway, this is the end of the podcast. I thank everybody who's supporting my podcast. Again, um, the audio podcast is doing better than the, the video on YouTube channel. I'll tell you that much. Um, getting a lot of love on the audio podcast. Um, I want to thank all the people who tune in through Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcast. Um, I say Apple already. I think I say Apple, uh, Pandora, um and every other platform that is hosting my podcast in the platform, I appreciate it. Much love to, um, definitely much love to uh, uh, Turnbuckle Tabloid, 
um, Jay Santee and them, and, and Matthew Olski, Olski, Mook, uh, much love to the R32 store, Vernick, and his R32 store, that's www.r32.store, check out his um, store and all the design he has with his apparels, you won't be disappointed, and much love to everybody who tunes in, and all my Facebook groups, my Facebook page, my Twitter account, and my Instagram account. Much love for everybody supporting my podcast. Until then, guys, this was a Sunday. Usually I do this, um, these podcasts on Monday, but it's I, I didn't want to wait to let you know what happened last night. For those who haven't watched it, um, I would suggest you to watch it. You're probably going to end up knowing the results anyway because it's already 12 o'clock of 101 already. And um, so get check it out. Uh, show me love. Again, check out my YouTube um, wrestling channel podcast, the Chokesland Wrestling Report on my YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Hit, give me that thumbs up. That will help my my um, channel greatly. Um, so I'm also, if you want more information, you can check out my links on my channel, on my YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, where I'm broadcasting this from. And um, check it out. Don't be uh, hesitant. Tell a friend. Tell your buddies who are wrestling fans. And I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to keep it real. And, again, you know, um, the IWC knows that the internet wrestling community is full of people who don't really know what they're talking about. And you have unique guys like me and other podcasters who are informed and knows the business. Not just from the attitude era of to three years ago. We're talking about guys who've been in the bit know the business and God knows I'm into the been the business for the forty five years since I've been watching wrestling. So um but definitely you know I'll give you how it is. So with all that's been said, until then I'll see you on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite Review. I cannot wait for the fallout of AEW Revolution on Wednesday. So check it out. Until then, have a good day.